are tuning in to the Love Breezy Bree Yoga podcast. My name is Bree, and you can find me at lovebreezybreeyoga.com. Check out the show notes for more information, including a link to my website. Thank you so much for listening. Namaste. We are discussing the endocrine system. And one of the reasons why I wanted to bring this into your awareness is because the endocrine system is not only super essential to how your body functions, but the understanding of it and why it's so important to your body and how it functions is, I think, just tremendous. Getting to understand what all it means with our hormones, how they affect us, how everything is really transmitted through the communication that your body is having within itself. And then also how yoga can really help you to benefit from having the healthiest endocrine system possible. Another really neat reason why I wanted to discuss it is because if you've ever heard of the chakra system, then you would know that what's really neat about that is it kind of mirrors the endocrine system. And in the Eastern philosophies, infinite wisdom of ancient times, pre-medicine, they knew that there was something really significant happening all the way from our crown of our head to what is considered to be our root. And in the endocrine system, you can think of that as being your brain all the way to your pelvis. And your pelvis is, you know, your hip area, your hip bones and everything that's in between there. So your sexual reproductive organs and of course, other hormones, um, your kidneys on the backside, that sort of thing. And so when you get to learn about the chakra system and you take away that esoteric connotation that it has and you really can kind of identify how much it's linked to anatomy and physiology, you would be astonished to really kind of see those similarities. And it just brings, especially for those of you who are attracted to yoga because of more of the physical benefits, maybe you came to yoga through an injury, um, you know, you understand Western medicine, you kind of want to stick on that side of the fence, not so much into maybe some of the other holistic type values that yoga brings. Or if you are interested in that, you don't really want to hear about the things that are a little bit maybe too woo-woo. Well, now if you kind of get to understand the chakra system from the lens of the endocrine system, then it might give you a little bit of a, I think, a better understanding and appreciation for it and cut it a little bit of slack. Also, I wanted to tell you that I will be posting an episode that is from a workshop that I hosted all about the chakra system through yoga. So it's actually an audio yoga practice. It's about 30 minutes. And this particular one that I'm going to post is called sacral yoga or sacral chakra yoga, and the sacral is that pelvis area. So it is all about creativity and sexuality, which is really neat. And one of the reasons why the sacral chakra is about creativity is because if you think about the fact that humans have the capability of procreating, that makes us create tours, and without creating in life, like 
creating art, creating, you know, interests, creating passions. Sometimes that means creating other humans. Um, we're probably not living in our best selves. We're really put here to be creators. So it's kind of neat when you think about it that way. And all of that energy lives within these zones in our body. So in the chakra system, the belief is that we have these focal point of energy zones and they can fall in and out of balance. And when they're out of balance, you may notice um, negative effects on your body even your, your mind for that matter, um, due to that. And so the idea is trying to get it back in alignment. Some of the ways you can get that in alignment can be nutritional. Um, it can be meditative. And of course, through your yoga practice, there's other ideas as well, such as like Reiki massage. There's, there's other ideas that go along with getting your chakra system back in balance, but it's no different than getting your endocrine system back into balance. And when you think of the word balance, we instantly think of a scale kind of going up and down on each side or like a teeter-totter, and then boom, they're just equally balanced on each side. And in order to do so, there has to be equal weight distributed in life, right? And now we're going to talk about the endocrine system a little bit more in depth to give you a generalization of what it is that I'm exactly discussing. And then you'll be able to have some aha moments because Basically, the endocrine system is built of glands and some organs, but within all of those glands is hormones, and the hormones are really just fascinating communicators, and if you think about that with what I was just saying about the chakra system, the chakra system is energy, so you can call it energy, you could call it hormones, but when you say, oh, my hormones are out of whack, or my hormones are out of balance, it's the same idea. It's just super cool stuff. So let's get started. In my yoga classes, I tend to refer to the nervous system a lot. And I specifically talk about the parasympathetic nervous system mostly, and also the amygdala, which is our ancient brain that has the fight, flight, or freeze responses associated with that. So that's like our primal instincts. And I talk about how yoga starts to train our body to basically calm down, essentially calming down those stress hormones, which are called adrenal hormones or from the adrenal gland. And I very rarely, or if ever during a yoga class that I'm leading, talk about the endocrine system. And what's fascinating about that is both the nervous system and the endocrine system are communicators for our bodies, they just communicate in two different styles. And I heard a lecturer describe it this way, and I'm going to share it with you because it just resonated with me so much. But the nervous system communicates as if you are sending an email and the email has a recipient attached to it. It's going in one direction and it will be received on the opposite side. Whereas the endocrine system is similar to posting on social media and you're essentially waiting for information to come back to you. So um, it kind of gives you an idea of how they both work. They're both communicators within the body, however. So like the nervous system, as I said, the endocrine system provides information signaling for communication between organs and tissues helping to regulate such very physiological and behavioral activities as 
digestion, metabolism, respiration, activation of the immune system, sleep, stress, sexual arousal, and mood. However, unlike the nervous system where the signals occur only in pre-existing nerve tracts, the endocrine system's hormonal signals can travel expansively throughout the circulatory system with relatively continuous yet varying effect depending upon the concentration of the hormones. So it's not really like an on and off switch. So again, gives you that general idea of basically how each is communicating again. So another thing to to think about is that the neurons in the nervous system and the hormones in the endocrine system are both the agents of communication. And the more I talk about the endocrine system, the more I really want to touch on the nervous system. So I definitely want to do another episode about that and really just kind of start to build the ideas around how yoga can be more therapeutic for your body once you really understand your body. So just having such a good time um, really diving deeper into all of this. In the endocrine system, there are major glands and that includes the pineal gland, pituitary gland, thyroid gland, parathyroid gland, pancreas, ovaries, testes, I always screw this word up, but it's the hypothalamus, and the adrenal glands. And the adrenal glands are basically like your stressor glands or your stress glands. So um, beginning with the pineal gland, it's about the size of a grain of rice, and it is located approximately in the center of the brain, directly back from what we would call the third eye and the chakra system. It is responsible for reacting to visual information about light and dark, so it does produce melatonin, and that affects our sleep patterns and seasonal and circadian rhythms. So if you have any um, insomnia or just sleep issues, things like that, or if you find yourself taking like melatonin at night, um, yoga focusing on that general third eye area, so like uh, the yoga chakra system, could really um, possibly doing that before you go to bed could start to relief, uh, provide relief, especially over time. Um, so I'll definitely have to maybe share that episode from the workshop as well, considering that sleep is probably like a solver of most of our health issues on some level um, and getting quality sleep at that. The next is the pituitary gland, and that's pea size. It's located um, at the base of the brain, and it secretes about eight different hormones um, that are responsible for our physiological processes, including those that affect stress, growth, reproduction, blood pressure, and the thyroid glands and metabolism. So pretty important stuff. The thyroid gland is, in my opinion, the air traffic controller of the body. It is located in the neck just below the Adam's apple and sort of behind there. It's small and butterfly-shaped gland. Um, it's less than an ounce, but it controls every cell, tissue, and organ. So it is uber important. And if anyone has known someone or suffers themselves from thyroid issues or have had to have their thyroid removed or any surgical procedures, you kind of realize immediately how much it affects your hormones and just how your body is essentially um, out of balance at that point. So definitely super important. Um, of course, there's the parathyroid um, gland and then the thymus, which is a part of the um, immune system. And the pancreas, which is another really important gland that we're 
most likely familiar with. It is located in the abdomen between the stomach and small intestine. And it kind of, it's tail that they call the pancreas. They have, it has like a little tail if you see the, um, a picture of it. It kind of goes down near, let's see, I'm trying to think in my head, near the spleen. Yes, the spleen. <laughs> and there's about a million cells in the endocrine uh, function that are clustered together, all involved with the pancreas. So it kind of uh, basically regulates our blood glucose levels. So um, insulin, all of that is happening in that pancreas area. And that um, those glands are very important. So those in the thyroid really just stick out. And then, of course, adrenal glands, and those are two triangle-shaped glands, and they are nestled atop each kidney. So kind of just get a little idea of that. They are um, helping our body respond to stress. So when I was talking about earlier, our old ancient brain, some people call it the lizard brain, the amygdala, um, the fight, flight, or freeze, that is a part of those stress receptors. So essentially, if, you know, a big saber-toothed lion came towards you, you don't want to think twice. You want to just get going, right? You want to follow your gut instinct. Well, basically, that's what's happening. It's releasing those stress hormones. Now, the downside of that is when we have false stress in our lives and we're not in fear of death, but our body doesn't know that. It's not um, as sophisticated as to like what we're actually going through to know, it just knows that our body's in stress, starts producing those um, reactions and those hormones that are coming from the adrenal glands. So now you can kind of have a little bit of a general idea about that as well. Then we have a reproductive system, and for women, it's the ovaries, and for men, it's the testes. And both are responsible for secreting the hormones that helps us have you know, sexual reproduction and everything that has to do with those characteristics, um, estrogen, testosterone, all of that good stuff. So immediately you can tell if those things are not in line, um, how out of whack your body starts to feel just based on that, okay? So there's some pathologies that are common in the endocrine system that I wanted to just touch on. We have obviously adrenal disorders. So you know, that's involving an excessive or insufficient production of hormones. And so you kind of can think of like hormones that are too hyper, or hormones that are too laid back. And those can include a variety of issues from genetic mutations to certain diseases to um, just symptoms such as weakness, tiredness, dizziness, um, nausea, joint pain. Craving of salt can kind of tell you that you're having an adrenal disorder issue. So um, super interesting there. Another issue would be diabetes. Um, if the pancreas fails to produce enough insulin, that's what we consider to be type 1 diabetes. Or the cells of the body do not properly respond to insulin, which is type 2 diabetes. And 90% of all di diabetes cases on average are type 2, which is considered a nutritional disease. Um, and so when our blood sugar levels rise, it can cause damage to our eyes and our kidneys and our nerves. And over about 8% of the world in the adult population has type 2 diabetes. And those do result in about 2 to 5 million deaths a year. So 
it's kind of interesting um, the more we learn about type 2 diabetes and now that we're seeing it in our children when a couple of decades ago it was not even a, a child disease at all. It was a complete adult disease. So treatment and prevention is diet and exercise and so you can just see right there how yoga can come into play. And then, of course, we touched on this a little bit, which was thyroid disorders. Um, and because the di thyroid gland influences basically almost every metabolic process, the disorders that it can cause range um, from just harmless swelling of the gland to coma. So it's uh, definitely a serious disorder if you... Um, have an issue with your thyroid that can lead to things such as like cancer and thyroid cancer is actually three times more common in women than men so um, that's kind of the downside just understanding that statistic but if caught in stage one or two it has a really high percentage of um, you know being cured and it has a really excellent prognosis like 80 90 over 90 percent um, sex hormone disorders, so just uh, basically it could be anything from sexual development issues to um, having, you know, reduced libido or energy or muscle mass from lower testosterone, for instance, in men. Um, women can go into menopause before their time, so those are some of the sex hormone disorders. And, um, of course, there's other genetic-based disorders in general, malignant and benign tumors of all these different um, glands. So definitely a lot going on with that. One of the things that it does touch on, and we talked about it super um, briefly in the diabetes section, is um, obesity. And one thing about it is it's unknown if obesity is caused by a disorder in the endocrine system or if the or if uh, obesity is causing a disorder. So it's like the chicken or the egg effect because um, it's hard to know like if you're having an endocrine or like we said, di a thyroid issue or I mean, because you're dealing with hormones and you're not sure if are you obese because you have all these hormone issues or do you have all these hormone issues because you're obese. So just one of those things, um, the idea is cultivating a healthy endocrine system. So we talked about a little bit. We talked about sleep, um, nutrition, exercise. Aging is obviously going to have an inevitable effect on the glands, so there's not a whole lot that you can do other than try to do it gracefully. Um, but you can minimize the consumption of sugar and alcohol and caffeine, which those all tend to really affect this system. Um, we talked about the sugar and all of that with the pancreas. So, you know, alcohol converts to sugar in the body, sugar itself, and then, of course, um, just caffeine excessively isn't good when we're considering the stress hormones and the adrenal gland. So, again, kind of like putting those two ideas together. So... There's so much more to learn about the endocrine system that I'm not going to go into on this episode. I am both fascinated with um, learning more about the body and realizing that everything we do really does have an effect in such a larger way. Our bodies are so sophisticated and 
learning more about the chakra system and yoga can offer tremendous support to what our body is already able to do on its own. And then, of course, if you mirror that with proper nutrition and with other forms of you know, physical activity, meditation to calm all of these um, you know, systems down, you can really start to understand why the mind-body-spirit connection and how yoga really does make that connection is really important even just on a physiological level. So I hope that I made it through this episode with a little bit of grace. Um, but thank you for listening. I'm both excited and interested and want to continue to explore these ideas. So hope this helps you in your personal journey with your yoga practice. As I always say, faith is my grace. Love is the highest vibration. Namaste.